Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Hey, welcome everyone. May 23rd, 2016. Where is the year going? Um, I know time flies. Um, we have a great show here. Glad you can join us. The mission of, of our show is to use our collaborative skills to make a difference in our careers, our lives, and the world. Right? It's Are a, you there? It's a big item. <laughs> It is. So, um, you know, this is the revolution, right? This is the workplace improvement revolution. But it's on all of us. It's not just on us. We're not just measuring. We're sharing. Um, we bring content every week that we're proud of um, for your benefit. Our guest today, Russell Hannon, he's a travel expert and... Um, I'm going to hold up his book, which is really cool. Well, he's more than just a travel expert. He's an ultra-economical travel expert. So he knows how to travel on a budget, which I love, because he brings a lot to the table. The book is terrific. It has It's the ultimate guide to traveling more and spending less. So it's how you can travel without spending a fortune. And that's actually how he got into it, because he got really tired of coming home and having a lot of debt on his credit cards when he'd come home from traveling. And so he started to learn what he could do to start traveling on a budget and a little bit more cheaply. And he's come up, he has a whole website called Break Down the Travel Barrier, or Break the Travel Barrier, I should say, sorry, dot com. And then he also wrote the book. And he speaks and he talks everywhere around this subject, which I think is a terrific subject. So, Russell, are you with us? Yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Hey, Russell, welcome to um, Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. We were talking about your book earlier, um, Start Dreaming, Stop Dreaming and Start Traveling. Um, I think it's really cool. What I said was that, you know, when we think about travel, we think about vacation. But also with so many of us now running and, and working in small business, Travel becomes part of our, you know, business requirements. And I bet, you know, we could learn a lot from you on that as well. So why don't you, as a start, share your website and then we can go from there. Yes, well, I'm an ultra-economical travel expert, uh, and, uh, uh, have done, uh, well, I've been a business traveler for quite some time, and I've learned how to leverage that using lean principles. Uh, so, so actually, uh, I offer tools and resources to help you leverage your, uh, business travel, uh, to help offset your personal travel costs. And, uh, I've got a website, breakthetravelbarrier.com, so it's Break the sound barrier, but break the, tra- the travel barrier. dot com, and uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's a bit about my background. And the key thing is is really like the 
going to rewinding 10 years ago is I felt I couldn't afford to travel much. And most of my travel, actually, my first corporate job was working as an auditor. So I, w- I was seeing all of North America uh, through business travel. And I was saying, geez, you know, th- this is really, uh, you know, something I hadn't anticipated is I'm seeing a lot of places in my spare time in the evenings and going out for lunch and sometimes staying an extra day uh, and seeing a lot of places I wouldn't have been able to afford to, uh, to do otherwise. And over the years, I really learned how to, uh, to maximize that, to, uh, to really see a lot more of the world. And uh, so, so my focus now is to help others do the same. Uh, hold on one second. I, I just want to share with everyone that we're going to go straight through to the half hour. Um, okay, so um, so there'll be no break. But, you know, Russell, what jumped off at me just now when you were saying that is <laughs> that's also a great way to beat the stress of work while you're traveling. You seem to have that ability where you said, okay, well, I'm traveling. I'm an order. I got this heavy-duty position. But you know what? Tonight I'm going to go see the, uh, the, the ruins from the last war or something. Um, and I think that helps also with stress as well, I would think. Well, you know, a statistic that I see is it's overwhelming, and I, I think it's, re- it's really stunning to see how many Americans don't use their vacation, all the vacation that they have allotted every year. And people quite often say that they're too busy, uh, there's just too much workload, and if they do take time off, then you find yourself coming back to... It's a code of honor. That's right. So much more work that it isn't manageable. So, so if you are in a position where you are traveling around to a certain extent, of course, uh, uh, business comes first. Uh, same as with kids when you're in school, you got to take care of school before you go out and play sports. But ultimately, if you do have some spare time, it is a wonderful way to find yourself a little bit of balance. And sometimes when we're at home with uh, family life, we may not have that time to ourselves. And I find that that's a great way to find a little bit of balance in your lifestyle. Uh, also, as you said, just decompress a little bit in the evenings, see some sights, and, and uh, it really is rewarding in the long run when you do look back and say to yourself, wow, I had a chance to see some really nice places and take advantage of, uh, of those opportunities while they were there. So, okay, so you started traveling as a corporate person, which I guess it was nice and free. Right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And you know what? My first job out of university, I was hired as a corporate auditor, and uh, I had some relatives who traveled quite a bit, and they explained to me, they said, it's really important. They said, here's one credit card that we have, and what we recommend if, you're, if your company allows you to do this is to put all your business travel on your personal credit card and then uh, have the company reimburse you after the trip. And that way, you're accumulating significant points and miles on your personal card that you can eventually use uh, for, as travel rewards for your personal travel. And uh, policies vary from one company to another, but, uh, but I've worked for a number of different blue chip companies. Generally, they, they were all, all flexible with, with, uh, with that uh, in terms of allowing employees to just pay for their business travel themselves with their credit card, and then the company reimburses you after. Yeah, in worst case, you can go through the line item veto concept, you know, charge by charge. If they don't. Oh, well, you just put in a, an expense report anyway. You don't give them your credit card statement. You just, you just put in the expense report for it. A lot of times I know like with my old company, you had to put it on their credit card. However, the miles, the points went to me anyway. And, um, so that's a really great point, Russell. And then two, um, you get the points then if you can be, um, loyal to one specific airline or one specific hotel chain, then that helps too. 
and then you can use that credit card, and that helps too. What do you think about that, Russell? Absolutely, and it's it's so simple to do. It, I, I think it's valuable to just have that as a rule of thumb to always travel like that. And and a lot of these companies as well uh, actually uh, get corporate rates with the corporate travel agent that supports them. And the key thing with this is that quite often you have corporate discounts. So when you travel for work, depending on how many employees the company has, uh, may have uh, negotiated better corporate rates. And something that surprised me at first was when uh, you know, the companies that I've worked for, they've said, we actually encourage you to book your personal travel through our corporate travel agent, which will entitle you to corporate rates. And that's to the company's benefit because it helps increase the, the purchasing power and the leverage because there's more travel being booked through them. Now, uh, some companies will say, well, you have to declare if it's a personal trip and you'll pay a $15 booking fee on, on your own uh, out of pocket so that the company isn't actually paying the, the booking fees themselves. But, uh, but, but so my rule of thumb now is is to never pay more than a corporate rate when traveling. Uh, and, and that's something we often don't really think of uh, when we are traveling is, is that we may be able to leverage those things as well. Okay, so hold on. We heard a lot of great tips here. I just want to review, right? So you want to first see if you can pay for your corporate trip through your personal credit card. Mm -hmm. And then you also want... It has points on it. Because of the points, you want to kind of limit, as a rule of thumb, your travel to one airline, to one hotel to maximize points going forward. Mm -hmm. Um, You also want to see through your company if you can book your personal trips through them as well. So that would be a little proactive. Mm-hmm. You know, they may need a little uh, fear coaching on that, right, Eva, to step up and ask that question. But that's a great that's a great tip also. It is a great tip, yeah. Because I didn't know that. I didn't actually I didn't know that companies would allow you to do that to book your personal trip. Well here's the thing, most companies have a travel agent they sub the work to, mm-hmm. so it's business. I think it's a good idea. I think they would love it. The company, the travel agent would, right? Right. Um, and now, now the key thing is just the corporation doesn't want to end up having to pay the booking fee for your personal trip. So, so, yeah, so, so that's where they just ask you to declare: is it is this for business or personal? And yeah. when you declare personal, the the booking charge gets passed on to yourself. But if you're booking a hotel for five or six nights, uh, or car rental for any significant period of time, especially if it's not economy, the corporate rate uh, that you get will certainly offset that that uh, booking fee. That yeah, you get. that's small potatoes, mm-hmm. I would think. So, and, and I know, um, as we continue this conversation, Russell, I'm going to hold up your book again. And it is Stop Dreaming, Start Traveling, The Ultimate Guide to Traveling More and Spending Less by Russell Hannon. And you can get this book at his website, breakthetravelbarrier.com. Um, I want to talk about a lot of the hoopla that's going on today around travel, but I wanted to ask a question first because, you know, it's funny, right? we're in the process, I'm in the process of booking a trip uh, for next weekend even for business. And, you know, with the online sites, it seems if I look at something and then I think about it and then I go back into that site and look again, it's a different price. Does that make sense? You mean you do a search on a website, you leave, you come back. And I get a flight, and the flight might say three fifty, and then I look at it again, and you know, maybe it's a day later, maybe it's a couple of hours later, even, and it seems like the price is different; it's higher. 
That's correct. And you know what? There's a lot of variables that happen there. One is uh, when you look at supply and demand, you know, one of the basic things that's happening is uh, airlines, hotels, they're always tracking their inventory. And as that inventory reduces, the prices can go up. So or that's a dynamic have- thing. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes. So there is, there's two angles to this. And the first one is dynamic, where we're based on forecasting of is there a chance that we may find ourselves selling all of these uh, seats or rooms long before the data rise? And if so, the price uh, will go up. If there's a risk that the inventory will be available or significant inventory will be available, the price will go down. And each time someone books something, it, it can have an impact on that. So that's where you have that bit of an amoeba factor uh, with pricing. But something else uh, that you can control a little bit more than that is there's three ways that websites can can anticipate what your person well, what your purchasing intentions are and manipulate the pricing accordingly one is if you're going to a website and you're logging in before running your search then that website can see your search history and can anticipate or uh, at the best guesstimate what they feel your intentions are and if you did run a search and got a price and left and came back the next day they see oh, okay there's a, he's running a search again he or she so perhaps they're motivated to purchase that and they can manipulate uh, the price on your next search. Uh, another way that could be done is if your computer's cookies are set up, meaning your computer is tracking your search history, that provides websites visibility on what your search history has been. And I've seen the case where it actually worked to the advantage of someone I know who would run a number of searches for flights uh, to Dubai, all too expensive, and then the person backed away, uh, a couple of weeks later, got an email because uh, he was signed up to the newsletter offering a, a just a you know, really good rock bottom price. And he was asking himself, how did I get that email with that exact flight that I wanted to take uh, yes. uh, well, seemingly unsolicited? And that's because they were tracking that person's intentions and may have guessed, well, this person didn't book but was constantly looking at it. So let's throw a bone a good price and see if they jump at it. Hey, hey, hey. Wow, that's a little scary, right? Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> but I think it's terrific because then he did get a rock bottom price on it just by just by searching, which is That's amazing. Right. That, that, that's right. And you can't really anticipate that. So sometimes what I'll do is I'll sit down with my girlfriend. She's got her computer and I, I've got mine and we'll run searches uh, separately uh, and just kind of gauge to see if, if there is any difference. And something, a theory that had been uh, going about in the past is you can, uh, companies can also see what operating system you're using. And uh, if there's been some theories in the past that on occasion there'd been slightly higher fares for searches run on uh, Apple or uh, Mac operating systems versus identical searches run on Windows computers. Mm-hmm. Now, now the the now some of the theory behind this is perhaps some companies may assume that that if you have a certain computer operating system, you may have more disposable income than others. Uh, if you Google search this, there's there's some controversy going back and forth. But I think it's good to just be educated of all these possibilities before you start your search, so that so that you could be, put yourself in a position to eliminate. The the risk of those possibilities of getting higher fares in those circumstances. Jeez, it's almost like um, can you can you clear your history if you're searching for a while and then want to buy if you're you know before you buy. Well, the, easy, the easy rule of thumb would be to not log into an account just to uh, search. Uh, as a visitor to the website, to not have any cookie history on your computer. 
those two things generally are going to offset those uh, those sorts of risks, perhaps. Jeez, and uh, no, I was just going to ask you. So, when you start looking for a flight, where do you go to first? Do you go? Do you typically go to the airline first, or do you go through like? kayak and all the other ones first well you know what there's a trend and a desire on the part of the travel operators so the airlines and the hotels there's a big trend where they're trying to recapture all of their customers to have them book directly through their websites and increasingly there's incentives that are being thrown out to get people to 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 do that to eliminate the middleman so to say so this kind of maps back to what we were saying earlier if you stick with one airline just go to the airline website right Fully agreed. Now, by sticking with one airline, especially when it comes to loyalty programs and points, and it never costs anything to sign up to those, and I recommend even for business travel as well, as any travel operator that you're with, to always sign up to their loyalty program. And that's something else where you're actually accumulating loyalty points that you can later use for your personal travels that you're accumulating through your business travel. And companies, uh, as a rule of thumb, will allow you to uh, to retain any points that, that you uh, get through a loyalty program. Jeez. And are you signed up for, like, everyone's loyalty program? Uh, for the most part, uh, when I still, sometimes for business travel, I'll go to places that may not have one of the major chains. And if it's, uh, if, if it's one I haven't heard of and I'm not familiar with, uh, I won't always go out of my way. But all the major chains, I, I always sign up. And then what I do is corporate travel agents uh, generally have your entire profile where you can give your corporate agents your loyalty program number for for any travel operator that you're with. And you also give them your credit card information. So that's what's nice is when you book uh, a trip through your, the corporate travel agent, if they've already got all that information on file, you can even do that with a personal travel agent if, if you use one for travel. And then you don't have to give that information all the time. Uh, so that's really part of the service that you're getting instead of having to put all that information in the computer yourself. It's just uh, automatic. So it helps save you time uh, of having to uh, put all that information in, and then you know that you're always getting, uh, uh, getting accredited for, uh, for any points through a program. So if you're not if you're not in a corporation or if you're in a corporation that doesn't necessarily have um, a travel department, do you recommend going through a personal travel agent more so than yeah more so than doing a search online or do you do both? Well, it depends where your priorities are. I'd say if your priority is to save time and also to have flexible terms with your travel booking, is that that's the value proposition of going through a travel agent. Uh, if uh, if you're price sensitive uh, and you're you're willing to forego some time, perhaps like you, the equivalent of someone who's willing to drive to the other end of town to save four dollars on a tank of gas, perhaps. If you're willing to go the extra mile to save a few dollars, you can do that yourself online. But the cost of that quite often is a lot of these websites, these third-party websites, is they lock you into sometimes non-refundable bookings, no cancellation policies, no sorts of things. So that's that's the risk that you're taking to save a few dollars. Uh, and then it takes time to do that as well, whereas a travel agent quite often will do all the research for you. You can say, well, I'm looking at this city or these various cities, and they'll look at all the options and basically deliver them to you so that you can choose from them. Uh, and then quite often you'll get more flexible terms as well. Uh, as well, as the same thing with going directly to the uh, hotel hotel's website or the uh, the airline's website is generally you'll get more flexible terms than with a uh, third-party uh, aggregate search engine. What do you mean by more flexible terms? You mean like cancellation? 
that, that's right. If you need to make a make a change, like with hotels, so if you book directly with the hotel, quite often uh, you'll be able to make changes up into depending on the policy, up until 24 hours before check-in, 48 hours or 72 hours. Now, what the hotels are quite often doing is they're saying, "Well, I'll tell you what, if you uh, if you are willing to." We're willing to give you a better price than our, our rack rate or our retail rate if you're willing to forego those terms. So, so we're starting to see that. Is we'll give you an extra 10% off the room if you're willing to forego the right to make any changes or cancellations. So, so I am seeing that's another trend in travel is we are being provided more discretionary options. Uh, and some of it comes down to what, what your risk threshold is. Is am I willing to forego some of these, uh, some of the flexibility with my booking? To get a better price. Yeah, and um, you know it's funny, right, Russell? Uh, you talk very fast, but you have so much to say. Right? It's a good thing because we want to hear it all. <laughs> I mean, I realized that I've been doing, of course, everything wrong. I've learned a lot of tips. Um, we want to talk more. We're gonna take our first break and probably come back. I'd like to talk about safety and things like that as well. Any questions? Maybe from this segment, I'll write down and we'll bring them back later on. So please, everyone, stay with us. Um, this is Corporate Talk with Charlie Eva and very special guest, ultra-economical travel expert Russell Hannon. We'll be right back. CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning shared leadership training seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information and to order, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Um, we are talking with ultra-economical travel expert Russell Hannon. Uh, you know, Russell, during the break, Eva and I just went nonstop talking about stuff, <laughs> right? Because this impacts everyone. And I just want to hold up the book again, Stop, stop Dreaming and Start Traveling, the ultimate guide to traveling more and spending less. And this is available at Russell's website, breakthetravelbarrier.com. So far, we've already learned many tips on being consistent to save money. You know, Russell, before the break, talked about travel agent. You know, it never occurred to me to have a relationship with a local travel agent thinking that it would cost me more say, then booking a flight online. And I think what I was hearing is, well, it depends what more is, right? Is it overall price or is it a little more than that? Is it options? So, I mean, um, if I was to locally shop for a travel agent, that would be in line with the ultra-economical expertise that you offer <laughs> or not? 
So, well, well, ultimately, really, what I want to help you do is travel at a fraction of the going rate. How to quickly and easily get the best and least expensive option for you. So, so best is not always least expensive option. So, certainly, right. So, if I spent, uh, I don't know, if I spent two days on the internet looking for stuff, finding millions of options, and not, you know, it would be easier maybe in my case if someone was doing that for me. I think, right. Agreed. Well, sometimes we spend those extra two days on the internet, and we still pay pay too much in the end anyway. So, yeah. so, so that's that's the real thing. And, and, and when we talk about using uh, lean principles, so I, I've got a lean management designation, and really my my day job is to find ways to get better results in less time using less money. And and uh, a few years ago, I said, well, why can't I apply this toward travel to travel more and spend less? And and really, when you when you look at lean embodies four principles: uh, how to eliminate simplify, reduce, and integrate. So in travel terms, and I apply this toward business processes, and traditionally you see this in manufacturing, uh, particularly in the early days in the auto industry, but really we want to eliminate non-value added tasks, like what you said, just aimlessly scouring websites for hours on end. So so I, I really use lean principles to uh, to leverage a lot of the best travel resources so you, you can quickly find good rates without having to necessarily waste time doing that. It's funny, Russell, because I'm an agile expert also, and that's my day job. And I apply lean principles in corporations as well. I think it's perfect. It's, a, mm. it's, it's perfect. Eliminate, simplify. Um, the other thing we noticed, um, and we also talked about this during the break, is, you know, you kind of mentioned earlier, right, that the website are now. They're tracking everything right. that they know. Um, so now they're also coming down even in price, but then you're paying for it in fees that you don't even know about, right? How do we get past some of those? Like, I booked a flight that was really low, but it didn't include... I mean, I, it might even include the oxygen mask if it comes down as an extra. Right, because it, it, it now you get one price, but then it's regardless of whether, yeah, but regardless of whether or not you carry on or you check your bag, you get charged either way for a bag. So unless you go on there with your purse, it seems like, you know, you're going to be charged extra, and then the seat is extra, and then everything is extra. Does that make sense? Are you seeing well, you know that? What? to know the true cost of a trip, whether you're yeah, right. corporate travel budget or personal travel, you don't really know what your trip's going to cost. So you get home and you submit your, your expenses or look at your credit card statement. And reason for that, if you could see inside the mind of a travel operator is they know, well, more on the personal side than business, but they know quite often you decide whether you can afford a trip based on the posted fare. So the, the game the travel operators are playing is how do I increase revenues and profitability without touching that posted rate? So knowing that, that's really a driving factor behind all these discretionary charges uh, that you're seeing that aren't in those posted fares. And, and when you look at, you know, I think even for business travel, you know, it astounds me if you just look at, for business travelers, all the checked bag expenses that you're paying. And it makes it harder to budget uh, for your business travel or even your personal travel budget because you've got all these discretionary factors that are a little harder to, to forecast or to predict. And uh, something that does surprise me, I would expect a lot more companies to actually issue employees credit cards 
that actually have travel benefits that, for example, waive the check bag fees. That would save a lot of corporations a ton of money. Um, and surprisingly, even the blue chip companies that were that I am familiar with in terms of travel policies, I'm not really seeing those reflexes yet. Oh, really? So that so a company could actually issue a card, or there are cards out there that do waive the travel expense. So like American Airlines, for example, if you get their credit card, then you don't have to pay for baggage. Is that what you mean? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Um, you know, I have to say, that's right, good to know. this book is, it's one of those, you know what I say about it, right? Yes, keep it on your lap. It's a great reference. It book. is unbelievable, Russell, the work that you did in this book. Um, I, I missed it by a week because... Um, I'm so much smarter now. It's just incredible amount of work. Are you traveling right away soon? Um, passports. It's just unbelievable. Uh, so great work on that. Um, and I guess, um, we need to discuss certainly the issue of safety today, right? Because it sort of keeps us all, um, in a panic. In other words, even for me, right? I booked a trip. Uh, should I go? Should I not go? I mean, what do you do about that fear? Well, well, well certainly in light of a lot of uh, uh, events, recent developments that have happened worldwide, uh, particularly in Europe, uh, people do have concerns about traveling. And, you know, sometimes as a business traveler, you may have to travel to a destination that, that you may feel uncomfortable visiting for various reasons. You may feel some pressure or obligation about that. Uh, but the first thing I recommend is really educating yourself to understand uh, and to put into context risks that there are. Because certainly some things we're seeing in the world could happen again, but, but the odds of that, uh, for example, uh, I used to be scared of flying, and because what if the plane crashes? But when I sat down and thought about the odds or how often it happens in relation to how often I fly, just the odds of, of something like that happening are so minuscule, and, and it's very different, uh, the odds of of a plane accident happening versus finding yourself on a plane that crashes. The odds of that are very different. Uh, and and mm-hmm. I, I recommend there's some resources you can use. The federal government has a website with a, they call it a STEP program, Smart Traveler Enrollment Program. Uh, and the website is travel.state.gov. And you can actually sign up to destinations that are of interest to you, and you will get an email alert anytime that there's a travel advisory update for that destination. And I think that's just a great, easy way to keep yourself informed of, uh, of uh, potential risks in uh, an area that you'll be visiting. Can you share that website again, Russell? Yes, travel.state.gov. That's G-O-V. Jeez, got it. Russell, you're just unbelievable. So with that point that you made, so now I am traveling while I am on my travel. What can I do to stay informed? I'm sure there's apps. Are there apps for me to take with me? Well, you know, I, I recommend uh, contacting the embassy in the destination that you'll be visiting. Uh, now, quite often, local embassies uh, for your country will often give you information that you won't find in national advisories or these bigger advisories. So it can be as simple as just going to the website, or you can do a Google search of the city that you'll be visiting uh, and the word U.S. Embassy beside it. Often it'll appear. And quite often, embassies encourage uh, 
American visitors to that area to just check in with the embassy so that they basically they put you on a list. So if something were to happen, a natural disaster or an earthquake perhaps, and they know all the Americans that are actually there uh, and they've got some contact information. Now, now that's one benefit, but, but another one is they will give you a lot of information. For example, there could be certain scams that tourists are prone to, travel scams where people prey on tourists and such. And they could give you some information that you wouldn't uh, be aware of. Uh, uh, I was talking to someone whose father was recently in Barcelona for work and he finished around noon. He had a few hours to kill before his flight that evening, but he had his luggage. So he actually went to the beach and he had a suitcase and his his, uh, 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 his computer and all that. And he just kind of just, uh, someone came and tapped him on the shoulder to speak with him. And as they were speaking, someone came behind him and took his computer and ran off the other direction with it. And uh, he had no idea that Barcelona is uh, uh, one area that where you're, you've got the highest risk of pit, being pickpocketed there uh, more than anywhere else in the world. Interesting. Oh, wow. I didn't know more than anywhere else in the world. Jeez. Um, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> the, the more we go on here, I'm just shocked by the knowledge, Russell. Um, so what are, you know, when we're talking about travel, so what are some of the things that we can do? Like, is there anything that we should pack to that would help us in terms of, you know, depending on where we travel to, to keep us a little bit safer as well? Well, well, one basic thing, when you're traveling for work, I know two people that this has happened to personally. Uh, one was in Houston. The other one was in Vancouver. So these these were people that I worked with who were traveling. And actually, they, they when they went into the restaurant, they left their laptops, their computers in the backseat of their cars. And in both cases, uh, when they came out, the window was broken and their computer was gone. So so th- th- this was a case where quite often when you're traveling, well, you're, you're in areas that you aren't as familiar with. You aren't. You may not be certain that certain areas may be prone to theft. And in some cases, you know, when you're traveling for work, you do have these expensive things with you, and uh, that could be a target as well. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, you, when, you, when you're traveling, well, particularly for work, you usually have your phone with you. There's a few apps that I find are valuable. One is, um, it ties into what we were discussing about safety, travel, safe. Pro is an app that you can get on your phone, and it has a, an international directory of emergency services and embassies by location. So that's something that's nice to have. You can always pull that out. It's like a little phone book of embassies and emergency services by area. And, of course, if you think we're getting a lot of websites now live from Russell in the book, I mean, it's sort of like a website reference help. And I also wanted to mention your your actual website, um, breakthetravelbarrier.com. You have a lot of information out there and people can also sign up to become a part of your um, newsletter. And there's a lot of different um, tips that you give. Your blog has a lot of tips. So I think that your website is a great resource as well. Well, thank you. Well, well, the key thing is is that things are always evolving with uh, maybe budget travel apps and tools and resources and websites. So essentially, you know, one thing that you'll see in the book sometimes it does refer you to the website for the latest and greatest. So that way I can keep things up to date and dynamic. It's a little more current, yeah, yeah. Um, unbelievable. Uh, again, the book is Stop Dreaming, Start Traveling, The Ultimate Guide to Traveling More and Spending Less by ultra-economical ec- travel expert Russell Hannon. And his website is breakthetravelbarrier.com. I mean, I can't believe it's like being in travel school today. Um, we're going to take one more break, but we still have one more segment. So please stay with us. We'll be right back.
Charlie Labasco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person, building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. It's Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is Russell Hannon. And Russell, I wanted to talk now in our last segment about personal travel and how to keep the costs low without really sacrificing the adventure. And I know that one of the things that you talk about is, you know, first figure out what's important to you. And when you say that, are you talking about like accommodations or where you travel to or what do you mean by that? really is is a lot of people have a misconception that traveling less expensively means skimping on the lifestyle or having to forego what's important to you. Where, where really you can stay in a five-star resort for less than other people that are in the same resort just down the hall from you. So so that that's a misconception that I want to help to break. And by understanding what you want to get out of your vacation, and that can vary from one trip to another, uh, you can pinch your budget or your wallet where it doesn't hurt so that you don't have to forego or skimp on the things that you do want to get out of your trip. So can you give us a couple examples of that? Like what do you mean like where you could pinch it a little bit and or how you can stay at a five-star and stay at a lower rate than someone else? Well, well, understanding if you're looking to decompress, and depending how you like to decompress, if it's being on a beach or maybe you're outdoorsy and you want to go hike and see the outdoors, or maybe uh, maybe it's eating at restaurants. Uh, uh, food tourism is one of the biggest trends in travel right now. I call that the Anthony Bourdain effect. So mm-hmm. if really you want to be uh, eating food, uh, understand by understanding you don't necessarily have to go to five or, or sorry I should say fine dining restaurants as opposed to uh, 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 maybe there's vendors on the street in some cases maybe uh, maybe the food can be just as good uh, but less expensive and by understanding what all your options are before you go somewhere and educating yourself you can get the same level of satisfaction from a trip uh, for less than you may think that you need to pay. So when you start to educate yourself around, you know, where you'd like to go. So let's say you you discussed Barcelona just a little bit ago. So Barcelona is a great city. Like, let's say I don't travel much, but I decide that, you know, one of the things on my bucket list is I want to go to Spain. And one of the places I'd like to go is Barcelona. Like, how would I start researching that? Would it make sense to get a book? Would I start looking on the Internet? And if I look on the Internet, like, where do I even start? Because I know, like, a ton of stuff would come up. Well, the most expensive mistake we make is quite often the first decision we make on planning our trip. It's where and when we decide to go. And just from a vacation perspective, there's no one place on Earth that's so amazing that no other will do. So that's why I endorse 
the value in having a long-term travel plan and just list the top 10 places that you want to visit because you're going to visit a lot of places over the course of your life. And today, prioritize the ones that are least expensive to go to now. So these are places where you've got friends and family to stay with. So I'd ask myself in Barcelona, are, are there friends or family that perhaps I could stay with? Look for places that offer what you're looking for in low currency countries. So depending on why you want to go to Barcelona and understanding that, maybe there's other places in the world that offer what you want to get out of that experience where the currency is significantly lower than what you'd pay on the euro. And mm. some examples I use for the Caribbean. For example, uh, a lot of the Caribbean is pegged to the U.S. dollar, at least the touristy areas, where you can go to Southeast Asia, which has some of the lowest value currencies anywhere in the world. And quite often things cost about 75 to 80% less than what you'd pay for the same things in the Caribbean. Um, I saw this morning, actually, uh, Barack Obama and Anthony Bourdain uh, had a lunch together. I think it was in Vietnam yeah. today. I was just yeah. looking at that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the lunch was $6, so, uh, <laughs> so it's probably a lot less than you would have paid in another country. So that just, you know, just, just tying something in timely that, uh, uh, as a reference for currency advantages. So, so that's really the key thing. And that way you're traveling inexpensively today and you're buying yourself some time to find ways to eventually visit those more expensive destinations for less than it would cost you to go now. Oh, and I think that that's a great idea. I think a lot of times that when people hear low currency countries or they see, you know, Barack Obama in Vietnam, they start to think, well, it's not safe to go there, right? Um, you know, that's why it's a low currency country. It's not safe when, when really it's absolutely not the case at all. But then how can you make sure that it is safe? So you would go to that travel.state.gov first to check that out. I recommend that that's a good starting point. I also recommend is talking to people that you know that have visited these destinations. I personally know someone that's been to Vietnam. Uh, I went to the Philippines uh, just, just, just less than two years ago, and the thing is I had a friend living in Manila that I stayed with. Certainly I realized when I got there that there's a lot of things I may have been susceptible to getting overcharged in taxis and other things that could have happened, but my friend knew the area really well and steered me clear of those things. So, so, so you may not know anyone in the places that I mentioned, but you may know people that have visited others. And I find that word of mouth, that networking, the people that you know and trust that have been to these places uh, are, are what's going to give you the best, the, the, that's the best litmus test for yourself in terms of places, uh, get, getting opinions about places that you'd be comfortable visiting. And you on your site, people can sign up for the Travel Bug Club. Is that true? Yeah, that's right. Well, there is a, uh, a free guide, how to beat the best online fare every time. So basically what that is, is it shows you uh, how to get basically get the best price and even beat it online by leveraging websites that have best price guarantees. So for example, uh, some of the major airlines in the United States have a best price guarantee where they say not only will we match a better fare that you find, we'll even give you an additional credit on top of that for a future flight. So basically that just walks you through all the nuts and bolts of that so that you can uh, find, not only find but beat the best online fare uh, without having to spend more than 15 minutes for flight. Oh, that's amazing. And have you found, because I've seen that best, best price guarantee, and have you found that to really be true that when you get on there that you have found other other fairs that were better and that they matched it? Well, well, uh, the key thing is to really understand uh, the terms and conditions with it is you must be able to produce 
uh, and demonstrates that that for an identical booking, same airline, same class of seats, same exact times, uh, that that the price that you have is better than what they can re- reproduce, and they have to be able to reproduce it. So I recommend. Uh, well, there's two things. You take you can take a screenshot of your booking, or uh, what I do is I often sign up. I put my flight in airfarewatchdog.com, and I'll say if you find a price that meets these criteria, send me an email. And then when I get it, I just actually go to one of those airlines that offers those best price guarantees, and I send that to them so they have it. I recommend doing that within 24 hours because they need to reproduce it. And as we discussed, pricing can be fluid and change. So so at least by understanding that, as you've got some realistic expectations going in, is that you re- they have to be able to reproduce it, and you really have to act quickly to be able to get those. And when you do that, so when you go into Airfare Watchdog, and you put that in there. When you, when they put the price in, you know, we were talking about earlier that, you know, it doesn't include like your baggage fees and all of that. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming that you have to take that into account too before you can send it off to say that it, it is lower. Yes, agreed. And and in that case, for that discretionary charge, is when the time were to come to pay, if you had a credit card that was affiliated with that airline that also had a, a free checked bag benefit, you could get around that. But but uh, you'd really have to have all your ducks lined up to be able to get that. No, that's terrific. And do you have any recommendations, too, then, for other websites or maybe your website where there are like-minded people that are looking for budget travel that kind of give true, authentic reviews on where they've gone. You know, one resource that I like a lot, because what I do to keep up to date with all the, the latest and greatest deals is I sign up to newsletters and follow certain ones uh, on uh, Facebook. Uh, my favorite ones, there's a The Points Guy, and uh, the, the Points Guy, there's actually a person who runs that who's always on a lot of the big national television shows, and uh, his Facebook page, whenever, whenever there's tremendous deals, I saw something, $225 round trip uh from either Los Angeles or San Francisco to New Zealand. Uh, that was before taxes and such, but just unbelievable deals like that that I've seen on his Facebook page. You could probably still find it if you were to scroll down a little bit. I also like Johnny Jet. He's based out of Manhattan Beach, and he's got a newsletter with a daily travel tip. You'll find all kinds of good stuff in there. So I, these are people that I follow just to keep up to speed with the latest and greatest deals that are out there. Well, Russell, this has really been an amazing show. Thank you so much. I mean, you have so much knowledge. We just could keep talking. Um, I'm shocked. <laughs> right. It's a phenomenal book. Great job. Great information. Well, what I love about it is that it lets us know that you don't have to stay home. You can get out there. You know, if you just stick around a little bit, look at the resources that are available, you know, you definitely can travel the world. Yep. And we'll be sharing this all week. Yeah, so Russell, thank you so much for joining us today. We really loved having you on the show. Pleasure's all mine, and happy travels this summer. Thank you. Take care, Russell. So again, everyone, it was Russell Hannon. He is the ultra-economical travel expert, and he's the author of Stop Dreaming and Start Traveling, The Ultimate Guide to Traveling More and Spending Less. And you can learn more about Russell at his website, called BreakTheTravelBarrier.com. And there's no reason to stay home this summer, especially if you get this book because it's terrific. I agree. Um, speeches. It's another great show. Yeah, so work. thanks for joining us today, everyone. Have a great week. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Bye, guys.